at the top of the Omid at the new Mishnah. A person allowed to take detached wood from a sod that is within the Tchum Shabbos, and it's talking about on Yontiv, as long as that wood was already gathered prior to Yontiv. And therefore Rashi says, the goal died to the Allah summer, you have a Gilu Das that you were soymich on this wood to use it on Yontiv, and that's why it's not Muksin. But wood that's spread around would be considered Muksin, and you can't use it if it's in a field. However, if you have an area, as Rashi says, that it's guarded and it has a heck of it, has some sort of a fence around it, even the wood that's spread around in that area is not Huxamadaita. You figured you'll go gather it in Yontif and you use it as your fuel. And the Gemara says, what is considered a Kafir? Now we know a Kafir is an area that's this base of Siam, the same size as the Chatzah Mishkan, which was 50 by 100 or 5,000 square Amis. However, the point of the Gemara is that it's not every Kafir that would actually fit into this din. It has to be Kosher Samachlir, the Rabbi Yudah, according to Rabbi Yudah, it has to be a Kafir that's close by to the city. And we show him to say that's talking about that's within 70 and two third Amis from the last house of the city. Rabbi Yudah says, that it has to be a Kafir that you have to use a key in order to enter it. And even if the Kafir is further away from the city and therefore it's not as guarded, but as long as it's within the Tchum Shabbos, even if it's at the end of the Tchum Shabbos, then it would still be mutter to take the wood, even if it's Mephuzah. So Zat Gemara, Amr Rabbi Yehuda Meshmol, Rabbi Yehuda says in the Meshmol, Eimavin Eitzim, you take any wood, Eliman Mechrasen Shebekafif, unless it's completely gathered together and it's in a Kafif. So whereas in our Mishnah we said it has to be something which is gathered together, even if it's in a Sado, or if it's in a Kafif, it could even be Mephuzah. Zat Rabbi Yehuda, in the name of Shmuel, then it has to have two things, Lamaila, and it has to have two Chumras. First of all, it has to be in a Makkah Mishtama, like a Kafif, and number two, it has to be that it's gathered together. We learned in our Mishnah that it could be from a kafif, even if it's spread apart. And we also learned it could be mina mechunas. So there's two problems with the din of Rabbi Yehuda Mishmuel. On that, where it says our Mishnah is only going like a das yachid. But Rabbi Yehuda, in the name of Shmuel, said that he has a different version that the din would be that the only time you're allowed to go and take wood is only if something was gathered together before you entered and therefore died to allow. And it was also in the kafif, which is a place that is also guarded. So the Gemara says, the Tanya, because we learned to the Bryce, Rav Shem Baraza stated, that there's no machlegs between Beisham and Beisol regarding what type of wood is not considered that if you have spread apart wood that's in the Sada, there you can't bring it because number one, it's Mephuzah and number two, it's in the Sada, so therefore it's Tatil Riyusa. Number two, if you have gathered together wood that's in the Kafir, there everyone is going to agree that you could bring it because once again, you have Tatil Tivusa. It's number one, it's gathered together, so therefore it's Dasalel, and number two, it's guarded. We only have one Milo, either that's in a Kafir, but it's spread apart, or it's in a Soda, but it's gathered together. Beisol says you could take it from that area, and that is not considered Muksa. But you see from here that this Brisa of Rabshim Melazo is explaining that that is the sheet of Amishnah, that the Machlin Beisham Beisol has to do in both those cases, and Amish, of course, is going like Beisol, that they don't be. If it's a Sada and Mechunas, where it has one Sad Latoib, then it would not be Muksa, because even though it's in a Sada, it's still gathered together, or if it's in a Kafif and it's Mephuzah, then it still will be fine, because at least it's in a Kafif, which is a Mokim that's guarded. So Lechera, that is only going like Rav Shimon and we saw Rav Shimon three times before. We saw in Daftes on base, we saw Yudal on base, one other time, that we saw that did Rav Shimon that he came and explained Beisham Beisol, did 
differently in some cases, and therefore our mission is only going to defeat the das of Reb Shimon which is Yechidahi. But in the Chana when they learned Machlech Beisham Beisilo, they actually learned that the only time Beisilo said that's muta to do, and the only time there's a is between Beisham and Beisilo is only when you have Tatil Tivusa, when you had a Kafif where it's guarded, and it's also Mechunitz, and it's also something which gathered together, and therefore since you had Tatil Tivusa, so Beisilo says there's no problem with Muksa, and you could use that wood. However, Beisham still says that it would be us in that case, and Rabbi Huda Mishmuel is going to feed Divrei Beisilo according to that way of learning the Machlekes that Eimavi and Eitzim the only time Basil says that it's not Muksa is only when you have Tatl Tivusa. First of all, they were gathered together and therefore Yudas was on it. And number two, it was in a Kafif and it was a Mokram that was already guarded. Now, just a quick point. Taisus points out, we said in our Mishnah that you could go and take wood that's in a Kafif even though it's spread apart. You're going and gathering together, which is a Malacha of Ma'ama, which is an Amalacha and it can't be done. That the only time you have a concept of imor is only in the place where it grows. But over here we're talking about loose wood, which did not even grow in that area, and that's why it would be mutter, and there won't be a problem of ma'amah. And the Gemara continues, Amr Rabbah Rabbah stated, Ali if you have leaves of reeds or leaves of grapevines, even though they're gathered together before Yatav, and they're sitting in a pile, since if a wind would come, it would spread it apart, it's considered Basturin, and it's going to be also, as Rashi says, and even though on Yontiv the Ruach didn't actually spread around and there was no wind, the Mestamah because your stomach is that you would not Samech Das and you would Maxer it, and therefore it's considered Muksa because Salman Badr Luzika, because you thought that the wind would blow it away. And of course, in our Mishnah, we would say that since it's Mufuza, if it would be in the Kafir, then it would still be Mutta. But of course, Rav is going like the Shita Rabbi Huda Meshmol that learns that our Mishnah was Yechida, and therefore when he said this then, it's not only in the Sada, even in the Kafir, if this would be also because it's still Mephuza and you need Tatil Tivusa. However, if you place some sort of a cleave that would hold down the leaves and you place it there, then of course that would be Mutta because at that point you're actually going and showing that you want it and you made it to a point that it's not going to be Mabad, it's not going to spread apart based on the wind and that's why it would be Mutta. We stated in Mishnah Machlegs between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said that a Kaf is anything that's close by to the city. Rabbi Yehuda said anything that you need a key to get into, even if it's not close to the city, as long as it's within the Tchum Shabbos, and even if it's at the end of the Tchum Shabbos. So, Zakimari Bailu, I have a Shailo, Hechikami, what is Machlegis between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yesi? Doesn't mean Kashlo Samachlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechlechl
if you don't have a key, then you won't even be able to take the wood, even if you're close to the city. That's not considered a garden. So therefore comes out Rabbi Yassi is arguing on Rabbi Yehuda on basically two dinim in this as well. But in one case he's Mekel, in one case he's actually Machbeh. On the first case he's saying that as long as you have a key, then even if you're further away from the city, you could use it. But he's also saying that if you're close to the city, but there's no key, you won't be able to use it. Whereas Rabbi Yehuda said, if you're close to the city, even though you don't have a key, you'll be able to use it. On that, the Gemara says, Tashma, bring your ayah. Since the Mishnah stated, Rabbi Yassi says, So by the fact he said that if you're coming into this area, you need a key, it must be that he's saying to Rabbi Yehuda that you're talking about an area that doesn't need a key at all, and you're saying that if it's close to the city, that's mutter. I say that as long as you have a key, that even if it's within the Tchum Shabbos, that'll be mutter. But I also say that if it would be an area that is close to the city and you don't have a key, on that I agree with you that it would be good as long as it's some of the air. So it comes out, Shema Minor, Rabbi Yesi, Tatu Lukula, Rabbi Yesi is actually saying two dinim that come out Lukula. Shema Minor, it's a good raya. But ultimately, in this point of the Gemara, it comes out, Rabbi Yesi, although he's saying two dinim Lukula, he's only arguing on Rabbi Yudah on one din. Because if it's a case where you had a coffin that's close to the city and it didn't have a key, he would agree to Rabbi Yudah that it would be mutter to carry wood from there. However, the only time Rabbi Yesi and Rabbi Yudah are actually arguing on the second case of Rabbi Yesi, where once you have a key, Rabbi Yesi says that even if it's in the end of the trum, that it would be mutter to take the wood. Rabbi Yehuda says on that, of course, that it's also, even though there's a key, it's still only going to be mutter close to the city, and then you don't need a key at all, and therefore it comes out two coolest. Amr Rabsala, Amr Rabyemiya, Rabsala says the name of Rabyemiya, Halakha Rabesi, Lahakal, Dalakha follows Rabesi, and therefore we go the Kula in both cases. Number one, if it's close to the city, you don't even need a key, and if the kafif is much further from the city, and therefore it's not as guarded, in that case, Rabesi says you do need a key, but once you have a key, it will be mutter to take wood from there. And we continue with the Mishnah, and we'll discuss and explain the Mishnah as we go to the Gemara. So let's just read the words and understand the basics. You now chop wood, not from beams that are going to generally be used in a binyan, in a building, and therefore it's muksa. And you can't chop wood from a beam that broke on Yantiv. And even though at this point it doesn't have the purpose of being able to be used in a binyan, but still muksa. And you can't go and chop wood, not with an axe, not with a saw, not with a sickle, and Rashi explains by all of these that kli'uman, that tools used by professionals, as near a the only thing we allow you to go and chop wood with is with a meat cleaver, a butcher's meat cleaver, which Rashi explains are not generally used by professionals, and meat cleavers are used by regular standard people. Rashi also points out that a which is an axe, there were actually two sides and two blades to the axe. There was a narrow side and the wide side of the blade that was a standard way to make an axe, and Rashi also points out in the Gay of Kaifitz on the bottom of the Amid says, that there were some people that made a mikliva with two sides, one which was a narrow blade and one had a wider blade, and we'll see how this is relevant in the Gemara. And we turn to the Lavim and Aleph from the base, and we begin with the Gemara. Now, at this point of the Gemara, the Gemara does not think that the reason for our Mishnah that he now chop wood is based on the concept of Muksa, but Rashi says that we thought that the reason why he can't chop the wood is because it's a Malacha and a Tircha, and the way to understand the Mishnah at this point is you can't go and chop wood not from beams that were already broken on Erev Yontiv and even at the start of Yontiv these beams were actually only going to be 
fire to be used as firewood and for fuel for a fire and not necessarily for binyan. And therefore, they weren't a problem, Muksa, and still you weren't able to do it because of Malach and Tircha. And then when the Mishnah said, Rashi says, meaning it wasn't a Chiddush really. The second part, the main Chiddush, is from the first part of the Mishnah. And that's why the Gemara is, in the ratio was mashma, we can't go chop wood at all, no matter what, even if it wasn't muksa, there was still a problem because of malacha and tircha. And the last few words the Mishnah said, they allowed to go and chop wood with a kaifitz, with a meat cleaver, even though lechayra, that should be the same malacha and tircha. So the Gemara answers, Amrabidu Mishmur, Rabbidu says the name of Mishmur, that in a chadami, a Mishnah has nothing to do with the problem of malacha and tircha, it has everything to do with a problem of muksa. And the way to learn the Mishnah is as follows, you can't go and chop wood. You can't go chop wood from a pile of beams that are ready to use in a building. And therefore, since they're building material, that's why they're considered muksa. And you can't chop them for firewood on yantiv. Not only that, even if the beam would actually break on yantiv, and now you can't use it for building material, but you're going to use it for firewood, it's still also to chop that wood on yantiv because but certainly allowed to go and chop wood from a beam that already broke on Erev Yantav and therefore was never muksa because it was never set aside as building material. It was set aside already at that point for firewood. And then the Mishnah says another thing that when you're going to go and chop it, and now use an axe, and not with a sickle, only with a and I'll prove to you that this is correct because we have a price that says, and we see that the reason has nothing to do with Mulach and Techa, but it's based on the fact that it's not Muchan and it's considered Muksa. Zakimar Baita Vale Bakadam, we said in the Mishnah that he now use an axe. So Amabashami made Rav, Abkhina Basham says the name Rav Lashan, and the only time we said it's also El Binakvis, only on the wide side of the axe. Avo Bazakhishlay, but on the narrow side of the axe, Mutta that would be Mutta because that's not a Malachas Uman. But the Gemara is Pshito Lakhir, this dinner of Khina Bashamya Mishmade Rav is something that's Pasha because Bikavits now we said on Mishnah that you're allowed to use the butcher's cleaver and that's because it only has a narrow blade and that's why it's mutter. It's not considered a professional way of cutting wood. The Gemara says, Maybe we'd say that when the Mishnah said that a kaifetz is mutter, that's because it was only the butcher's cleaver and it only had a narrow side. Avakad of kaifetz, but let's say you have an axe where it has two sides, one's wide and one is narrow. Ema, we would say that even on the narrow side it would be also to use because me since one side is also and the kardam, the axe has a side which is very wide, and that's also because it's a professional way, and some malachas uman, so therefore even using the narrow side of the same axe would still be also, kamash mon, so the chiddush of chiddush bashami mishpeh rav is that when you have a narrow side of a double-sided axe, that would be still muta, even though one side is also they can master on the and some say the same dinner of chiddush bashami mishpeh rav going on the sefer, we said in the sefer el bekovitz, you'll let it go and use a butcher's cleaver in order to cut wood, so on that, Rav Chinnah Basham said the name of Rav. Loishal, on the only time we said it's mutar el bezachris, only on the narrow side and the narrow blade of a butcher's cleaver. But if this butcher's cleaver would actually have a side which is wider, it would still be asa in that case. And on that, the Gemara asks, in this case, it's Pasha Vlay Bekadrim Tanab. We already said in the Mishnah that you can't use an axe because it has a wide side, and that's a Malachasuman. So in this case, also we have a double sided meat cleaver, and one side is wider. Of course, you can't use the side that's wide. The Gemara says, you might think that the only time we said it's also when you have a wide blade is Hanimil Kadam, maybe by an axe, because that's the standard way an axe.
axe is made. But if you have an axe together with a meat cleaver and you have one side which is wider, one side which is narrower, Amor maybe would say, that since one side is mutter, the narrow side, therefore the wider side is also going to be mutter, that the wide side is still also because that's still considered Malachas Uman. And we continue with the Mishnah, if you have a house that's sealed up and it's full of pears and therefore you can't get to them before Yantiv, and then it opened up on Yantiv, you're allowed to go into that area and take out any pears and eat them on Yantiv and not consider Muksa. And Rashi explains, that maybe would say that this is Muksa Machmas and therefore you can't eat them because you couldn't open it on Yantiv and therefore you that Rashi says, that as we'll see in the Gemara, we're talking about a case whereby opening it, you're not actually being soisa and there's no isa deraisa, like the Gemara will explain in a moment. So therefore, that's not muksa machmas isa, and therefore it will be mutter as long as this wall falls down by itself. And Rameh argues on the Tanakam and says, that you can even go and take down this wall by yourself, and you can take the payers, and that won't be a problem, and we'll see why in the Gemara. And we continue with the Gemara. Rameh said in the Mishnah that you could go and break this wall down, even and you could take the payers. You're going and doing the Malach of Sira when you're breaking down a house. That we're talking about over here, not a regular house. We're talking about a case where you had a pile of bricks that were not cemented together and that formed the structure and therefore it may allows you to go and do Sira. How can you say it's mutter to go and do Sira in such a case where you have piled of bricks? says That if you have a bunch of bricks that were left over from making a building, you're allowed to go and move them in Shabbos, they're not considered muksa, because at this point, you would take the bricks and you would actually use them as a chair and you could sit on them and therefore they're not muksa machmas chasar and kiss anymore. However, if you pile them up, at that point, you're showing that really you want to save them and use them for future building and therefore they would be muksa. So over here, we have a pile of bricks, even though they're not cemented together, it's considered muksa, Rameh's din was only by Yontav and not by Shabbos. And the reason Rameh was matter by Yontav and not by Shabbos, Zok Rashi, Kirid Rabbanon Huda Asa, Umshim Simchas Yontav Shari. Since we're referring to Yontav, and there's a hat of Echel Nefesh on Yontav, and over here it's going to be relevant to Simchas Yontav, therefore we're matter an Isid Rabbanon. However, Rab Nachman still said that Benigayah Shabbos is also because it's going to be a problem of Muksa. Tanah Menachel, bring a riot, this is the Pshan and Amishtah, because we have a Bryce that states, Rameh says, I pay Chesachat Chilvinoito, they let it go and break apart this house and take out the fruits because of Simchas Yontem. And the only time we said this, B'yantem Amru, Avolei B'Shabbos. So we see that Rameya is specifically in this price makes a hill between Yontem and Shabbos and that's also Pshad and Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman was only talking about Shabbos and our Mishnah is talking about Yontem. And we continue with the Gemara. Amr Shmuel, Shmuel states, that they used to have doors that led into barriers and to caves which were locked with ropes and the tie of that rope you could actually untie it as Rashi says it's not considered because it's made to actually consistently be untied in order to get access to that bar or to that cave however you can't go and unravel the rope or cut the actual rope because by doing so you could be over on the Issa of Saisa which is a Malacha Deraisa however if there was a box which was locked and the way you locked it was by taking a rope and tying it on the box then you could actually open it up by untying the rope you could also be Mafkia and you could unravel the rope or cut the rope. And the chilik between a box and the chesom shabakaka is kakar as the din of yesh stira However, there's ain't stira and that's the chilik between the ratio 
of Shmuel and the Sefer. And he says, Echad Shabbos, Echad Yontav, both Dinah and Shmuel applies both on Shabbos and on Yontav. And therefore, in the ratio when he's talking about Chashom and that's also to be Mafki and Chaytech, that's even on Yontav. And when he says, Shabbakelem, Matu, Mafki and Chaytech, that's Mut to do everything, that's even on Shabbos. And the Gemara now, it's a Kasha on Shmuel, Meisvel, it's your Shiloh from Bryce, that's Mamish, exactly not like Shmuel, because it says, Chashom and Shabbakaka, B'Shabbos Mata, you'll have to go and untie them on Shabbos. But you can't unravel it, and you can't go and cut that rope on Shabbos, which works out so far if you shmuel. But on Yontiv, we actually we say it's more cow because we're going to allow you not only to untie it, but also to unravel the rope as well as to cut it because it must be that there's no Isidurisa of Stira, and it's only us to unravel this rope or to cut the rope on Shabbos. And the Gemara answers, this price is specifically going like the Shita Rameya that we saw Rameya said in our Mishnah, they let it go on Yontiv and you could be Makal and you could open up the stone structure and take out the payers. And we saw over there that we were Makal on Yontiv more than Shabbos and that's why in the second b'risa we said that there's a chilip between Shabbos and Yontiv but as we saw, our Tanakam of our Mishnah was Cholik Rameya and therefore, Shmuel says that I hold like Rabbanan Shita and that's why I said there's no difference between Shabbos and Yontiv and both are going to be also to go and unravel the rope or to cut the rope. Zakimaru, me pliga rabbanon lab bechaysama shebekako. Is it true that rabbanon actually chaylik on rameya in the case of a brisa where you had ropes which were tied onto doors that led into the bayrus and to the caves? But Tanya, we have a brisa that says maydu chacham rameya that the chacham actually maydu rameya bechaysama shebekako in this specific case shebesabes mata avaloy mafkiyu lechaytech and beyond the mata mafkiyu lechaytech that they actually say that in yontiv it's be more kal than on shabbos and ain chanami and shabbos it's also but in to go and even unravel them and actually cut the ropes and that's mamish not like Shmuel so the Gemara now answers and we turn to Shmuel doesn't hold the in our case but he holds like the following Tana of the following Brysa the Tana we have a Brysa if you have these ropes that were sealing the Kaka Mater you're allowed to untie them you're not unravel them and you're not allowed to go and t- cut them Shabbos and doesn't make a difference if it's Shabbos or Yontiv the same din applies and that's exactly like Shmuel said and the Brisa continues then said if you have this rope that's attached to a Kli then on Shabbos you're allowed to untie it but you're not allowed to go and unravel the rope or cut the rope however on Yontiv you're allowed to either untie it and you could even unravel it or cut the rope and the Gemara now is to Ratzel Choresha in a Chanami you answered for Shmuel from the Resha because this Brisa in the Resha is exactly like Shmuel said, El Sefer Kasha, but in the Sefer it's Shver on Shmuel because this Sefer says that on Shabbos you now be Mafki and now be Chaytech, and Shmuel said that it doesn't make a difference between Gea Shabbos or Yontiv if it's a rope that's attached to a Kli, since Ain Binyan Vestir Bekalim, therefore it was Mutter not only to untie the rope but even to unravel the rope or cut the rope even on Shabbos. So the Gemara answers Hamani Rab Nechemihi. This Brisa, the Sefer is going like Rab Nechemia. The Amar Kolakelim Einu Tal and Derek Tashmishon that a Kli even though it has a purpose. For example, if you have a knife that you could go and chop vegetables with and you could use it for food, you still can't go and use that knife in order to cut a rope, for example. And therefore, in Agamara, in the case of the Kli, there's no problem of steer over there. However, the reason why on Shabbos you can't go and unravel this rope or cut it is because you're using a knife which was set aside to use for food. And Rabbi Chemi holds that any time you have a knife that's set aside for food or set aside for one purpose, you you can't use it for any other purpose, and that's why you can't.
can't use this knife to unravel or to cut open this robe. So the Gemara asks, if it's going like Rabbi Nechemia, my ear is Shabbos, then why does Bryce specifically say it's us to do on Shabbos? I feel Yantav Nami, Lachar, it should be Muksa for Yantav as well. The Gemara says, Maybe you can tell me Rabbi Nechemia says there's a difference between something that's Muksa for Shabbos, which is more Chamor, and Yantav, which is less Chamor, or Mishanil, is it true that he's different? But Tani Chada, we learned in one Bryce, Masikim Mikhailim, Be'im Masikim Mishirikhailim, if a person on Yontif had a cleave which was Roy to use for other purposes, and now you want to use it for fuel, the din is that you could use it because at least it was a muksa. But the Brisa teaches us that let's say you had a broken cleave that broke on Yontif that is not causing now to use at all, therefore you can't go and use it for fuel. Now Rashi points out, that if you're going to tell me that yesterday I was able to use it as fuel, that wasn't something that was made and that wasn't its purpose. And that's why we say that now it's completely a muksa. We have another Brisa that says, doesn't make a difference if this cleave was a cleave in tar yantiv or if it broke on yantiv. You'll have to use it because this is going like Rabbi Shimon. We'll see in a moment that Lesley Muksa, Vitani Itach. And then we have a third bride that says, A Mesikan, you now use as fuel or as firewood, not only can't use a broken cleave that broke on yantiv and therefore was Muksa, but even a cleave which has a purpose on yantiv, you can't use it for another purpose on yantiv and you can't use it as fuel. Umishani, and the three brides that explain this files, like Kasha, Harabuda, the first bride saw. Is going Rabbi Yudah that Yisle Muksa Harab Shimon not Lastly Muksa Harab Nechemia the third Brisa is going like Rabbi Nechemia that holds that not only is there a problem of Muksa but there's even a problem of something that's not Muksa but you want to use it for some other purpose that you wouldn't be able to use that other purpose because it's Muksa for that purpose so clearly we see that Rabbi Nechemia said it then even Benigay Yontiv that when you had something which is a kli that you could use on Shabbos or on Yontiv and then something happens where you want to use that kli in order to use it for some other purpose that you can't use it for that other purpose, even on Yontiv. So how do you want to respond before that hard money Rabbi Nechemi? And Rabbi Nechemi holds B'nigei Shabbos, there's a problem of using it for another Tashmish, for another purpose, and on Yontiv he's Mekel, but Lechari we see here that even on Yontiv he says such a din. On that, the Gemara says, We have two different sheets as to what Rabbi Nechemi said. The Bryson we brought to before is going like the sheet that Rabbi Nechemi says then only on Shabbos, but on Yontiv he says that you actually allow to use a Kli, not only for its purpose, but for any purpose as well. While Rabbi Nechemia that says he holds that even on Yontiv you can't use a kli if you're not using it for this purpose that was set aside for before Yontiv and that's why you can't use it as fuel and we will stop over here.